0: it's been a long day two workouts today and i'm sitting there working out i'm sitting there in the boxing gym because i I just hit weights it was chest day and we're boxing i remember madison gets in trouble so i take her straight to the to the bedroom we take a nap we get up and i'm like shit, we're gonna be late so we rest to the gym and then just the energy in there man you know i miss it reminded me of society you know i missed being able to see everybody You know, everybody's taking the right precautions, but it's a lot of people in there. The energy's right. We're going crazy on the bag. We're going crazy on everything that we're doing, and it's just a good time. It's just it was it was nice. You know, it was real nice. Madison, one of my guy, my guy Dana, he brought his son, and you know, she's running around with him. They're playing, having a good time. It's always dope because my other coach Nate brings his daughter, who's around my daughter's age, and they play and have a good time. So, you know, it's like family away from family. It's like home away from home. It was super dope. And uh, one thing it reminded me of is like, I remember just the will to not give up, you know, how much stronger you are after doing all that, not only physically, but mentally, you know, you think about a lot of things and you really have to, you really see yourself. And I remember before I started doing martial arts, well, I was doing like karate and Kung Fu, but I remember like, it was this weird, almost like myth. Like I used to think about almost like a legend, like boxing coaches were like these people that had great insight to character like they could meet you and upon meeting you they could already have you figured out like whether you're a bitch whether you you work hard whether you know they were just good at psychology body language and all that and to a certain degree that's true really of any coach but for some reason I used to think that more so about boxing coaches I hadn't met one but it was just like this thing that I heard and I forget where I got it from and I got to see my coach today and it was great he's like a father figure to me he really helped me through a lot of things just by making me work hard by making me He really made me, you know, and uh, it's a a strange thing because, you know, you would think about your father being the one that makes you, your parents being the ones that, that made you. So in all these episodes I do, I speak the truth, but I never want to drag anybody's name through the mud. Sometimes it definitely seems like that because I'm just talking about my experiences, the way I feel. And sometimes like there's anger in that moment. Sometimes there's, you know, sometimes there's some... Uh, some bad f- blood but like it doesn't mean I hate anybody like I talked about my brother and the wedding thing I don't hate him and matter of fact like, more often than not I talk about how goofy he is and I wish that we were here and we didn't have to beef right now You, he, I don't think he's pushing the beef I am and it was mostly because I just feel like he came at me kind of crazy it's nothing that can't be talked through and I said that on other episodes same thing with my dad I, I'm just not going to speak to him until I don't need him for anything outside just to be my father you know I don't, I don't hate him but, you know, and when I say that my coach made me, I don't mean that disrespectfully because some people can look at it and uh, kind of take it a different way. And I, I don't mean harm like just because I say this or that or I say, you know, I don't really have family. like I can break that down to why I feel that way or why I, I see things that way. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate who I do have around me, especially my cousins who I've been around my whole life. So let's let's not get shit fucked up. Anybody who listens to this really, if you have any questions, you can always inbox me. You can always Snapchat me. You can always, you know, because a lot of people who listen to it who do interact with me because like people who don't know me are people who are listening from all over the world. They just have to take my word. And some things sound worse than what it actually is when really I'm just giving within that context. You know, when I, when I say that I don't want to give, uh, I don't want to talk to my dad until I don't need him for anything. I can break that down. And I'm sure there's an episode where I talked more in depth about that. I don't hate him. and In fact, I miss him. I just wish things didn't have to be this way. I don't feel like I was treated fairly. And so I want to make a point. Not something that, you know, and I know things could happen in between that time. But now I have my master's degree and I could probably pretty much talk to him now and just be like, hey, this is how I felt. And I want to achieve this or that and not need you for anything because I just felt like, you know, anytime I needed you, you weren't there for me. And I didn't feel like that was fair, <clears throat> especially because now he has a new family you know we were the ones that struggled with him we were the ones that earned you know some help <laughs> you know what i'm saying we, we went through all this poverty and now he has two kids who you know great they don't have to experience what we experience and suffer the way we suffer but we had we had our dad at his worst we had we had our father at, at his worst when he was too uh, borderline abusive if not just straight out abusive when he wasn't patient with us that's madison laughing in the background <laughs> And uh, you know, so we we had we had to suffer through all that and be poor, and go through trauma and, and go through a lack of guidance. And now, you know, when I say hey, I just need a little help with this, not asking for money every five minutes. I just need a little help with this. I just need a little guidance. You know, I can't get a I can't get a phone call answer. I can't. You know, and I remember he was going to send like fifty dollars or something like that. And I was like, okay, you know, I was just kind of, and and, I, and it was just at that moment I had it. You know, he 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 didn't. He told me to call him at a certain time. He said he was gonna call me back. I was like, cool. Then he told me he, he texted me and said, "I'm, I'm gonna send the money, Ellis." You know when I send it, I called him a day or two later and didn't get an answer. And he just never said anything after that, and I haven't spoke to him since. And I said, "Man, fifty dollars, man. Our relation—it's not our relationship over fifty dollars. It's just our relationship in general. Like I'm reaching out to you. I'm your son. I'm your seed. You know what I mean? I'm your child, and I haven't had this guidance from you. So let's not act like." you know oh well if I keep if I keep giving you this or that then you know it it wasn't like that it was more so you know you you, where where was all this grand knowledge that we were supposed to be getting growing up that molded us into who we were supposed to be and I can understand certain things I, I can I can let go of certain things I can forgive certain things because he had to work he had to provide for us so he was working a lot of the time you know I just, I remember the pride and shit too. I remember when he couldn't afford the home, he said, I'm not moving back with my parents. And we, we suffered. I remember I wanted to go back to my grandparents' house and we were homeless for a little bit. Dirty ass apartment complex. First time we were homeless. I remember that. And I remember I was like, Hey, can we just go to grandma's house? He said, we're not going. I'm like, damn. Well, at least, you know, even though the air mattress that we slept on you know had a hole in it and you know people can only do so much like even my grandparents like I don't mean to be bogus like whenever I talk about certain things but yeah I don't know if it's my extreme personality or what it is but it's just the within the context of what's going on you know I think and that, that goes into like the whole reason why I want to change my last name is because like where where is this idea of and I remember growing up, my dad used to be like, you're a McEwen, you're this, you're that, we're this. Like, it was like almost like some pride. Like, we're from a, a royal family that's known for being strong and strength and togetherness. Where was all that shit at? It was never anywhere I was. So, you know, I remember growing up, like, seeing these people during family events and stuff like that. My dad was real close to everybody else, but we never really had that relationship with them. I know it's like a kid. You, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, Uncle, I remember you were this tall and blah blah blah," but like we didn't, they we didn't have a relationship outside of seeing them at these at these events. They didn't call and check up on us, and like through everything that we went through, we suffered, we struggled a lot. And so like when I think about my coach, man, he he built me into a man. He made me face my fears. He taught me a lot about life. You know, just through ten years, almost eleven years. You know, he lets me know when I'm slipping. He tells me that he cares about me. You know, just I remember like, this is the crazy part. This is the part that hurts too. Like it's saying this. I'm not trying to drag anybody's name to the mud or make anybody feel like shit. But, um, you know, uh, I I see my coach out at the bars and whatnot when when they were open. And he would come and be like, "Hey, John, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'd be talking shit and be like, "Hey, you know, I love you. Grab me and kiss me on the face. My dad doesn't even do that. I remember i would get a side hug and i'm just like damn like i'm happy to see you i haven't seen you in a year i haven't seen you in two years i haven't seen you in you know however long it was but can you at least act like i'm your child i don't know it's just always weird maybe that's my maybe i'm victimizing myself maybe i'm maybe i'm doing too much but at the same time that's just how i feel i just feel like that was fucked up i just feel like after everything we went through like damn that's all i get is a side hug Damn! After everything we went to, that's all I get is is that bullshit? That's it? So it was a strange thing for me, and it was a hard thing for me to to swallow. It was a, it was a lot for me to deal with, like knowing that there's a man that I, you know I look up to, I revere. I say, man, he saved my life, man. He taught me how to hold myself. He taught like, all these lessons I learned, built me into who I am. That helped me to survive. That helped me to make the right decisions. That helped me to. You know he taught me a lot about what it was to be to not make stupid ass decisions he saw through me and guided me and helped me when i needed it i just think about this year i think about life i think about everything i've done and accomplished and i even think about girls like i wish you know if i would have had some game with girls growing up i wouldn't be in the problem i wouldn't have the problems i've had you know i wouldn't have felt some of the pain i did i would have been wiser i would have been able to, to challenge myself and acknowledge my emotions and not let them get the best of me. But I didn't get that, so I had to go through it and learn these lessons the hard way. And I'm happy I'm I am where, I'm, where I am. I'm, I'm still quite young, and I've you know at, at my you know my when my dad was this age, the age that I am now, he didn't have this accomplished. So you know at, at 19 he had two kids. At 19 I did not. I had one, but you know. Uh, at this age you know i have a master's degree you didn't have a master's degree so i'm definitely doing things the right way and not following the footsteps all the way and i wonder if that's a good or bad thing i wonder if everything anything will ever be the same i wonder if you know i I just wonder and so i taught i made two episodes about post-traumatic poverty disorder and i talked about the way poverty and all the shit that i went through how it kind of affected me and i thought it was important to talk about just from, you know, being black and having people like understand us. And I, I think I started off by talking about my homie Claire. My homie Claire, man, she understood me because she was unable to put herself in my shoes. And then after everything, after everything she learned about, you know, gender and, and the system and black people. She's like, man, Jonathan is that dude. He's the one that's worthy of public attention. Out of everybody she knows, out of all the people she knows, I'm the one. I'm sure she thinks that there's other people too, but I'm the one that she chose to do that subject on because it's pain, it's heartbreak, it's it, it's it's hope, it's 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 motivation, it's all this stuff. So I've been doing this podcast every day. I've been posting videos every day. I didn't do it today because I was uh, I'm, I'm doing a podcast, but the videos, you know, I'm posting the pictures and shit like that. But kind of gave people a break because it's like the end of the year and whatnot. But I'm happy to be a part of this and I'm happy to be doing this and there's there's more game to be given. So till next time.